Let's just jump into that our new intro. <laughs> We're just, <laughs> we're just stealing film to Franco. Let's just jump Let's into just it. Let's just jump in. Okay. Well, I don't like just saying. Hi, welcome back to the long take where we talk. It's like the SNL NPR commercial. Why can't we be like, I'm Michael Barbaro. This is <laughs> daily. I'm Michael Barbaro. Oh, fuck. Because then I'm going to be doing a Michael Barbaro voice the whole fucking podcast. Oh. Nah, let's just jump into it. Let's just jump the, into it. It's the, been a big Oscar week Oscars. for movies. Uh, wow. Well, yeah, Moonfall came out. Which we didn't see. Which we didn't see. Yeah, we lied. Sorry, we lied, but... there Something something came up, so... Yeah. yeah. But the uh, Oscar nominations were released. So, yeah. It yeah. happened. And Jackass is nominated for Best Picture. Yep, it is. Imagine. Imagine Imag if it... <laughs> Dude. Honestly, I I would... <laughs> I would prefer Jackass be nominated than fucking Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, this Dude. is this is cinematic, like, look, masterpiece right here. Look, look, there is, like... I'm not saying I thought Spider-Man was, was a bad movie. I thought it was a great movie. But, like... <laughs> If we, we cannot let the box office determine what gets <laughs> yeah. the nominations, but the Grammys are pieces of shit. <laughs> we can't. But they saved the movie theaters. Movie theaters would have gone under if it weren't for Marvel. Dude, like, uh, like, and the now Oscars Movie Pass is coming back too. Oh well, Movie Movie Pass will do more for the fucking theater. Honestly, if like studios subsidized like fucking movie pass then they'd make a ton more money in box office seriously they I, probably would i fully believe that that'll like, never happen though it's never gonna fucking happen though because they are greedy whores you th you really think that warner brothers and disney are gonna be like yeah well warner brothers is like we will pay you to see space jam <laughs> no like what no. they do is like like maybe studios would would I don't know. They might give like a thing if you see it specifically their movies, but how are you going to do that? It's never going to happen, but like movie pass is going to die again and it's going to be depressing. Yep. Big sad. Yeah. But anyway, nominations. Honestly, I was not like super pissed off about the Oscar nominations this year. It's like, I didn't care enough about anything. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm more into award season than you are. Um, I've... I don't know. I'm like into award season when it's when I really like the movies that came out during award season. Um, when I think there's like a really good race or like best picture or something, then mm -hmm. I get like hell invested and um, or like if there's a director or an actor I, or like the year Deacons was nominated for Blade Runner, mm -hmm. I got really invested that he won or like DiCaprio, you know, yeah. I get invested in like that stuff, like the individual stuff. I'm like, eh. It's not they're not actually like the best movies out there um yeah. usually so yeah and yeah i mean <clears throat> i would agree to to an extent this year though there are a few that i really really like that got nominated for best picture yeah, um i think and oh sorry go ahead you haven't seen power of the dog mm -hmm. uh 
I, I think it's one of those that you should see just so you can be part of the conversation around it. Yeah, probably. I'll check it's, it out eventually. It's like, it's like, I don't know, you kind of have to force yourself to watch it. <laughs> Dude, my mom randomly watched Power of the Dog. Oh my god, what did and she, she was think? Like, she was like, it's awful, I hate it. And I was like, <laughs> Yeah, that's what I that's what I've heard most people think actually. That was like when uh I watched The Lost Daughter with my mom this year. Why? Uh, because she wanted to watch it with me and I was like, got to watch it for the podcast so you can come watch it with me, mom. And when you're watching a movie about someone who hates their kids. Mom, <laughs> it's like the funniest. And then on the other opposite side of the spectrum, my mom and I watch Coda together, which is like literally the complete opposite. (laughs) (laughs) Which is just about wonderful parents. Yeah. Like absolute gems of human. Oh my God, that's funny. Yeah. So that was a good time. That was a good time. (laughs) Okay. Best picture. Best picture. We got to get into it. We got to get into it. Um, All right, here's what we got for Best Picture. Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Nightmare Alley, Power of the Dog, and West Side. And so you have seen seven of the eight, or seven of the ten, and I've seen eight of the ten. Yeah, so neither of us have seen Belfast or Drive My Car. Or Drive My Car. Yeah. Um, Drive My Car is at... It was at my local theater and I didn't see it. I really should have. I it's not anywhere near me. I have to drive twenty miles to want to see it. <laughs> you have to drive twenty miles to see a three-hour foreign language film. I'm not gonna do that. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> Once that's... it's playing in a theater near me, which it will because now it's nominated for Best Picture. But yeah. then I'll go see it because I hear um, it's very good. Yeah, and like, I mean. A lot of these are pretty predictable, but a couple that I think are worth shouting out. Dune getting a nomination for Best Picture. I think it's worth shouting out. Um, yeah. Because it's like, it's big budget, budget action. See, big like, the difference budget, between, like, Dune getting a nomination and Spider-Man. And like Spider-Man. Is that, yeah. yeah, is that Dune is, like, uh, just, like, a well-crafted movie, not, like, yeah. necessarily an audience-pleasing one. Although yeah. it did, like, do well with audiences, too. Yeah, I think, honestly, yeah. the reason why it did well with audiences, though, was mainly because of the popularity of the book um, and yeah. the star-studded cast. I think yeah. that those two things, like, together really, really made it so that a lot of the public really liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm glad that it's, like, I'm really glad that it's there because it, like, technically, it's one of the best movies of the year. Oh, like, for sure. If not the I, best. <laughs> yeah like i would completely agree it's it's just so well done i don't know denis Villeneuve is like at a at a point though where everyone just recognizes how good he is they're just like, like yep he he creates masterpieces and that's yeah, what he much. does yeah. <laughs> everyone's like um, and i'm okay with that right it, it's just much. he's so good um yeah i can't wait so, to see the second part yeah me too um right so good for dune yeah um drive my car getting the nom that's great great um, for international films to you know get yeah you always want to root for that just because film is not just the united states it's not or the, it's so or the uk or the yeah. uk you're right you're the, the yeah. uk yeah the baftas like, were so weird this year though dude, we don't <laughs> talk about nominate the BAFTA. we do not talk about the baftas 
<laughs> they didn't nominate uh, anyone British. Uh, <laughs> so funny. No, like, yeah, screw the BAFTAs. But yeah. uh, and no, then I um, feel like we always uh, talk about how good this movie is in the last at least four podcasts. But Coda, getting there, it's just not something really you, love. You to just see didn't. It. You just did not see that coming, really. Based on like release date and just the size of the movie, like, mm-hmm. like it's early on in this cycle, yeah, it's one of those movies that has like five studios before the <laughs> before the Apple was run. like, okay, yeah, you know before the title runs, yeah, no, it's <laughs> it, it's one of those. Um, so seeing that get a nomination is just awesome, and yeah, also especially um, such a contained story, like it's not something that's like yeah. this huge, you know. The scope is so high, and I'm not saying that that's a bad thing, um, but I really, really enjoyed Coda for what it was and yeah. for what it set out to be. And yeah, yeah, you know, you feel like, good movies like that. Yeah. <laughs> that being that being said, okay, my only Coda gripe that movie. Okay, I have two actually. The movie is hella predictable. One, okay, sorry, it's not like a huge thing. These are my nitpicks. Okay, <laughs> and then God, there's like one song by Joni Mitchell in that in that movie. And it's clear that they spent like all of their music budget on that one song because <laughs> they sing it like, like seven, seven times. times. Yeah, like so much. <laughs> hey, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> and I'm like, I know you're an indie film, but holy shit. <laughs> Both Sides Now is a great song, but I, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. Although the way that they used it in like the last thing is pretty, it, yeah. it's, it, it hits you right in the It in really the does. Yeah. yeah um big surprise here was nightmare alley that was the biggest surprise for me on the yeah. best picture list at least compared to like when i say surprise i mean surprise in terms of what's been nominated so far at all the other guilds and stuff because yeah. my 10 was this except or instead of nightmare alley it was tick tick boom yeah. those were the 10 that i thought were gonna get nominated um because that's what was nominated at the pgas and it's been getting a lot of buzz mm. other places uh but nightmare alley got in maybe because um, they like Guillermo del Toro a lot. Um, he was previous Oscar winner as The Shape of Water won Best Picture and Best Director. Um, but I'm I'm happy it's there. I'm happy it's there. Uh, as we're gonna talk about it a little bit later. Yeah. Okay. Let's. Um, do you have a pick as of now based on what you've seen? I know winning? we. Need, yeah, I know you need to. I know we like we need to um like wait for like the other yeah. guilds to give their decisions, but. Um, if I if I had to pick one that I think is going to win, I would say the favorite is for sure Power of the Dog. Um, mm-hmm. It had 13 nominations and it's been winning. It won the Golden Globe and it had a bunch of nominations at pretty much everywhere else. Um, and I would say that there are, I think there are only two others that could win of this group. And I think it's either Belfast or West Side Story. Those are the yeah. three that I think have a chance. I would say that. I'd- Power of the dog I, is a little bit more. I would agree with that. That being said, if Coda won, I would flip my shit. I, that would be amazing. That would be that would amazing be that would be, lit- that would be amazing. Um, okay, actor in a leading role. No surprises here. This was the uh, most predictable category. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, Javier Bar- <laughs> Javier Bardem and being the Ricardos, Benedict Cumberbatch, Power of the Dog, Andrew Garfield, Tick Tick Boom, Will Smith, King Richard, Denzel Washington, Tragedy of Macbeth. No surprises whatsoever. It was um, very predictable, and we all know who's going to win this. Uh, it's going to be Mr. Will Smith himself, which, again, I'm not mad about it because uh, he gave a great performance, and also, uh, like, just... And 
Okay, it's not it's gonna be a like crin- it's gonna be a fucking cringy speech. I bet. I know it's gonna looking. be great. I'm so excited. He's gonna be like, it's rewind time. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna, yeah. He just they give him the I Oscar. Was in he's like Fresh Prince. <laughs> they give him his Oscar, and he's just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but if I had to pick the award, I would say. I, I, you know how much I love Andrew Garfield, so yeah, and I, for me. I think it should be Andrew Garfield. Um, but yeah, pers- I'm not personally. mad that it's Will Smith by any means. Also, Denzel made it in, which makes me happy. Yeah, um, it's good. Even though I haven't even seen the movie, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, actor in supporting role. Um, actor in a supporting role. This one was also kind of. This one was a little weird. I do not know how to pronounce this first name. Do you? <laughs> oh, Kieran Hines. Kier- it's Kieran. Kieran Hines. Yeah. I always get, there's an accent over the A and that shit always messes me up because I'm an idiot. At least from what I was hearing in the reports, it's Kieran Hines uh, from right. Belfast, which we haven't seen. Troy Coates are in Coda. You love to Fuck see it. Fuck yes. We love to see it. Uh, Jesse Plemons in The Power of the Dog. J.K. Simmons and being the Ricardos and Cody Smith McPhee in The Power of the Dog. Three of them were pretty. I, I kind of knew they were going to get in, which was Belfast. Uh, Kieran Hines for Belfast. Troy Coates are for Coda. And Cody Smith McPhee for Power of the Dog. But Jared Leto was not nominated. Yes. Which he honestly was like, he was nominated at the SAG. So, like, he had a shot. I was going to be pissed off if he was because he was bad. But, dude, I hope he's like seething somewhere. He's like, like oh whole... no. <laughs> no, he's, he's too busy dealing with all the reshoots that had to happen on Morpheus. <laughs> That's what he's doing right now. God. Oh, I don't want to see it. Bad. no i can't wait to see it it's gonna be great <laughs> um yeah obviously we're both rooting for uh troy um cluster here for coda but i yeah. cody smith mcphee is gonna win that category i am mm. who yeah. also he gave a great performance so again i'm not mad about it but i got i gotta see it yeah actress leading role jessica this chastain had, yeah go ahead this had one of the biggest snubs IMO. There mm. were two huge snubs at the at the Oscars. And one very weird choice. Yeah. Um, so Jessica, Jessica Chastain. Dane. Sorry, that makes that makes sense. Good. Olivia Coleman, The Lost Daughter. Penelope Cruz in Parallel Mothers. Nicole Kidman being the Ricardas. And Kristen Stewart in Spencer. Why is Penelope Cruz here? <laughs> that, that was literally <laughs> what we we're all thinking. We we're like, well, why is she there? Uh, I'd, I'd like I'm sure it's a great performance but like that's out of fucking nowhere especially since Lady Gaga did not get nominated for House of Gucci which was really crazy because she was literally nominated at everything else uh, snub I think it is a snub because she did a really yeah. good job uh, in yeah. that film uh, I know that I haven't seen Spencer but I heard Kristen Stewart's really good in it. Uh, and I'm very happy to see Jessica Chastain there she's my pick to win uh if i had to choose i think nicole kidman's gonna win just because she's playing lucille ball uh, i'm gonna be completely honest <laughs> i'm really sorry that that could happen <laughs> yeah happen. <laughs> yeah i would i honestly for this i would i would hope kristen stewart i really yeah would, yeah would, especially like, since she really has done a lot more since twilight like she's not just twilight you know? yeah it would just give her like that credibility as like mm-hmm. a real actor um yeah yeah i in yeah it'd be like her um uh robert pattinson in good time moment yeah yeah <laughs> like, literally yeah. 
Yeah. I'm, the Batman's coming out. Ah, uh, three hours. <laughs> <laughs> okay, actress in the supporting role, and then um, uh, we'll speed run director. through the rest of them. Yeah. Oh, director. Yeah. Good. The big five. Let's get them. Um. So supporting actress, we have Jesse Buckley from The Lost Daughter, Ariana DeBose from West Side Story, Judy Dench from Belfast, Kirsten Dunst from The Power of the Dog, and Anjanue Ellis for King Richard. Is Kirsten Dunst the favorite here? Uh, no, Ariana DeBose is the favorite for sure. Ariana DeBose is the favorite. She's yeah. like the clear favorite. Mm. Has she been? I, I haven't. You follow the uh, like who wins what more than I. Yeah, know, she's won pretty much everything so far. She won the okay. um, Golden Globe and she's won the Critics or Critics Choice didn't happen yet. Um, but she's won like all the other smaller uh, film critics uh, associations. She's very much the favorite to win. We have to see what happens with the SAG, but. Mm-hmm. She, I think she's kind of a lock there, um, mm-hmm. because yeah, I mean, and it's well deserved, like absolutely well deserved. She really kills it in that in that film. Um, the surprises here, I think, were Judy Dench and Jesse yeah. Buckley. Uh, everyone yeah. thought that the other girl from Belfast, I forgot her name. I'm really sorry, uh, <clears throat> but everyone thought she was going to get nominated, and yeah, Jesse Buckley was was kind of an off pick she plays the younger version of olivia coleman's character in the lost daughter mm. um mm. So yeah i thought mm. it was gonna be uh the girl from 50 shades of gray i totally forgot dakota johnson yeah dakota uh i thought that it was gonna be her uh if it was gonna be a supporting actress from uh the lost daughter but it is what it is yeah um okay let's move director and then i don't know we'll, we'll hit anything else that stood yeah. out yeah, the director category. You can go over it. Okay, we have Belfast for um, Kenneth Branagh, Drive My Car for Ryushi Hamaguchi. Hamaguchi. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Um, Licorice Pizza, Paul Thomas Anderson, Power of the Dog, Jane Campion, and West Side Story, Steven Spielberg. Jane Campion. She's I'm winning. Assuming, uh, she's gonna win. Going to, for she's sure. uh, <clears throat> and I would say win. it's well deserved. I would say it's well yep. deserved. Yeah. Um, she really has done a great job with directing that film. I, 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 I make it sound like I didn't like that film. Uh, I really did. It's just I don't want to see it again um, yeah. because it, it, it messed with my head. <laughs> which, like, if a movie is affecting you a lot, that means it was probably yeah. pretty fucking well directed. So yeah, exactly. You know yeah, I, I, it's just, it's just there's, it's really heavy. That's that's basically it. Um, that's why I don't want to watch it again. But uh, mm. there is a notable ex- uh, exclusion here that I would say that's the one that I'm the most pissed about uh, being not here. Uh, and that is Denis Villeneuve for Dune. He did not get nominated and it's a travesty. Yeah, sub about PTA or. I don't know, I would say sub about the guy for drive my car, but I'm also happy he's there. Yeah, so it's like, right? yeah. Right? Uh, and maybe it's just because uh, I really didn't care for Licorice Pizza just because of the subject matter, but... It's well-directed, though. It, it is well-directed, but I, I would see him go, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Um, um, I, I guess we need to see Belfast, but... Yeah. But also, like, I don't know, Kenneth Grana uh, has been, like... He's been, like, grinding. He's been doing, like, yeah. a lot of movies for, like, a very long time, so it's yeah. good to see that, too. And I heard that this... I know that this was a big it's project, tough. personal project for him yeah and and yeah. so you know it is what it is it was just a, it was a tough year in terms of the director category but 
I guess what I'm mad about is that Denis Villeneuve, literally, that film would not have happened. Like, it would not have happened in the way that it did if it weren't for him. Like, and I know you can say that about every other director on this list, but like, especially with Dune, the direction mm. was like everything. If the direction was like subpar or mediocre, the whole film would have fallen apart. Rather than yeah. a film like West Side Story, even if it fall, fell flat in terms of directing, the performances still could have carried it mm -hmm. to yeah. make it decent. No, it, you're right. Like I'm not gonna, you're not gonna get any disagreement <laughs> yeah. from me. Yeah, it's. I don't know. It just it, it's it's sad. I guess. Okay. <laughs> couple uh, a couple of weird ones, like. I don't know why, but King Richard getting an editing nomination that was kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of freaking weird. Um, yeah, especially I don't think West Side Story was nominated, which that's really sad because the editing was really good in that film. Yeah, um, I think Encanto is going to clean up both animation and um, original score, um, original song. I think that it's between Encanto and James Bond because they do love James Bond. They do love them some Billy Eyelash. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> um, um, notable uh, exclusion in original song is Ariana Grande uh, song from Don't Look Up. Uh, mm. And I think that's just the boomer mentality, if I'm being completely honest. <laughs> They're just like, we can't give it to Ariana Grande. I think they just don't get it. <laughs> yeah, they're just like, hmm. No, this it's because every weird. everyone voting in that like doesn't because that song <laughs> is directly making fun <laughs> of old rich white liberals. They're like, wait so, a second, that's us. <laughs> that's us. Um, yeah. Like Dune did get like a lot of good technical Oscars here. It did. It got ten nominations. Yeah, Coda um, Coda got. Yeah, Coda got an adapted screenplay nomination, which, which is makes great. me very happy. Um, yeah. There's one in there that I don't agree with, which is The Lost Daughter. Um, yeah. I, I don't know if that was the right choice, especially since the notable exclusion of West Side Story um, in adapted screenplay. Uh, I would have I put that Dude, instead. Why, why not use West Side? Like, I don't, I, I don't like, know. What the hell? I know. I was like, really? Really? The Lost what, Daughter? What the hell? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's bullshit. Know, <laughs> All right. All right. Those are the Oscar nominations. Those are our basic thoughts on them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one more that I want to shout out really quick uh, was Best Cinematography. I am so happy that Nightmare Alley uh, got mm -hmm. nominated for Best Cinematography because we'll talk about it later, but it was beautiful. Dude, and um, production design. And production yeah, design. Both of yeah. them. Um, yeah. Fantastic. Absolutely just, fantastic. Like, Guillermo del Toro, um, I know it's a team, but like... He, he, the visuals in every Guillermo every del Toro movie, every single one are just stunning. Yeah, every time, consistently, it's great. Yeah. Um, pretty much everything. Yeah. So it makes me happy to see that that was recognized, and to see love for Nightmare Alley as well. Uh, mm -hmm. Just in general, you'll love um, to see it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Moving on to a lot more pressing issues uh, and more prestigious films. Jackass forever. <laughs> Jackass. Dude. This. This. Okay. So. Right off the bat. I guess I'm just going to say like spoilers. But not for any plot. Because there isn't one. There's just no like, plot to this movie. <laughs> just like. Spoilers for like. 
if you care about the stunts, because we're just going to talk about we're just gonna as, as much as we can. <laughs> you really can't talk about this without <laughs> just talking about what the stunts were. Um, and even if you think that it ruined it, you're like, oh, wow. So oh. I already heard about it, so I don't need to see it. You need to see it. Like, <laughs> like us talking about it does not do it justice. I'm, I, I'm not kidding. I got out of the theater. <laughs> and, and I was like, what the fuck is this taste in my mouth? That's, that's awful. And I puked a little bit during the movie. <laughs> like... It's that gross. <laughs> it's great. Like I loved actually every second of this movie, but like it... holy shit. <laughs> so why don't you oh. give your more formal thoughts first? Formal. Formal. There's no I have nothing formal about this movie. <laughs> you today. have nothing formal to say. It was nothing just funny. Formal. Dude, this movie this movie is just so funny. I saw so many dicks. Like <laughs> So I saw so many it. dicks. I like. I, there must be at least like forty dicks that I saw. <laughs> in this movie. Okay, you're right. I actually think it's like possibly higher. There's. I was just not prepared for that. Like, did you think you were gonna see Penis Godzilla? That's my question, dude. Penis. And his scrotum was like the <laughs> legs, and I was. That's that is honestly, I think one of the best intros to any movie I've seen <laughs> ever. Wow, because that is like it establishes tone immediately. It's, it's just like this is what we're doing. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just just crazy. I guess do you, have any, give... do you have any formal thoughts? Like I do. I have some formal thoughts. Please freaking. I I uh I just want to put it out there. I have not seen any of the other Jackass movies. I haven't seen any of the other ones. I haven't seen the Bad Grandpa films. I didn't watch the TV show. I didn't. I haven't seen any of it. Uh, this was the first thing I saw, uh, from them. <laughs> and I knew what it was going into it. But you I knew didn't. The... I knew it was. I did not think it was gonna be like this bad. First of all, how are any of these people alive? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Dude, there's a man that's literally like 51, and he's like, <laughs> dude, Steve O is like mid 50s. I'm like, how are you doing this, dude? Like Johnny Knoxville, literally the the bull hit that he takes in this. Oh my god. He he literally said he like forgot he like lost memories because of it for like of like two, he lost like two months of memories because so he took that hard of a hit from a bull. How the fuck is he not dead? Oh, my God. Yeah, literally. Freaking Holy crazy. shit. And like when you see it happen, it was like it was bad. It was bad. I was like, was should so we laugh? And they were all laughing. I'm like, yo. No, no, like half of them were laughing and like trying to crack jokes, and then half of them were like, "Oh my god, Johnny's oh my dead!" God. <laughs> yeah. Like half of them were like, "We're still shooting a movie, and if he's not dead, he's gonna be pissed that we didn't make a joke." Yeah, <laughs> like I did this for nothing. <laughs> um, yeah. Holy so shit. I do want to say that I think it's clear, but I really did like this a lot. Like. I had a great time at the movies. Oh my god! Wait, it was just like 
It was just fun. It was so it's like, fun. It's it's legitimately the most I've laughed in a theater this hard in a very long time. Like I, you went alone too, right? Like yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I went alone. It was it was still like so easy to just like laugh the entire yeah. time. I like laughed audibly very loud. Um, and I don't usually do that when I'm alone. Yeah, right? Exactly. Uh, <laughs> it's, it was... it's just really hard not to just like see what's happening and have a visceral reaction to the it. The biggest reaction I had, uh, and this isn't like spoilers, but I, I just don't care. I want to talk about it, is when there was one stunt where they had a guy going in a bike and it looks like he's going to go up a ramp and like jump over this house. But what he does is, is that it was just a cardboard cutout of the ramp. And so he just rammed into it. And then he rams into it and then he falls down and then it moves on to the next segment. They don't talk about it at all. And I was like, what did I just watch? Like, yeah, sometimes they like, instead of segues, they just... They just cut in like these little bits of like someone riding on a skateboard and then someone dressed as a giant fist running into them. <laughs> yeah. Like it just it's just stupid. But it's so good. It's so Yeah, if you're trying uh, to look for like intellectual comedy, nah, fuck off. This is like, not it. Yeah. Uh, but that doesn't matter because it was still so funny. Oh Dude, my god. It was so funny. My okay, the part that made me like audibly cringe the most, I think. Oh, there's one where Steve O is oh. like, there's a mime. Um, oh, there's a mime gag, and like one dude gets like bit in the face by a snake, and you see that all the time. But the bit that follows that is Steve O, and it's called the skateboard guillotine. So they pull a skateboard up like seven feet in the air like attached like a like a guillotine would be and then steve-o puts his ankles his like bare facing ankles underneath that and they drop it from the maximum height <laughs> like, <laughs> like the pain that just rang through my body when i saw that i was like like if you've ever like hit your shins like you know one tenth of how bad that was like oh my god that must have fucking sucked it's like, like if you hit your shin on like your countertop lightly, then it hurts. Imagine if it's from like really high up and it just Dude, drops like, on your shin. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he's like, he's got shins of steel at this point because I don't know. He's also like a big skateboarding guy. So like you're going to yeah. fall on your fucking shins a lot, but holy shit. Oh, yeah. God. It hurts. There's... Uh, also, yeah, if if you are a male, or if you, yeah. if you... <laughs> that's the people who would like this movie. Hey, that's the people who would like this movie, and it's clearly who their audience is, because yeah. holy shit do people get hit in the fucking nuts. Oh my god. My genitals hurt by proxy <laughs> after this film. I was like clutching it. I was like, oh. That was me the whole time during this movie. But here's the thing. They're also just really funny guys. Like the one-liners they have are hilarious. Or like how they use the stunts to like be a punchline. So like there was one (laughs) where they're doing like a quiz game (laughs) (laughs) where they get hit in the nuts. 
It was so funny. They like if they they were doing a quiz game, so three of them were standing. If they got a question wrong, they'd get a flip flop that was like on an automated thing, and it would just slap their dick. <laughs> and like at one point, Johnny Knoxville's like, "Congrats, you won!" And then he like presses the button. He's like, "Oh shit, wrong one!" And, like, it's, <laughs> I want the winner see- in the ticket. I, I want to think that he actually did that on accident. Like, no he was way. going no, for the other no. one. He's I just being he an did ass. it, but that would have been so funny. <laughs> just like... My favorite thing from that was one of the questions. Oh, the, the whole thing is that the, the questions were like, oh, fourth graders could answer them. And then one of the questions was, I like, aud- again, audibly laughed when he was like, who plays piano on Elton John's like album of this or something like that? He was like, <laughs> fuck, I don't know. <laughs> and it's just like is it is it elton john john and they were like yeah yeah <laughs> dude so good. he was like it was like what would the surface area of a square that is five by five and then he was like i don't know ten <laughs> <laughs> and he was like trying to think about perimeter which that was also wrong <laughs> oh so good uh, it's so but funny I have to talk about the theater watching experience that I had watching this film. Okay. So oh, God. you saw it at like six, seven PM, right? Yeah. With like a dude behind me who clearly brought in like a can of beer. So, <laughs> <laughs> so like that was so that's the like only the way. proper crowd to watch. That is the, it is the proper crowd. And like See, they were like, I, I could hear them behind me debating like, oh, it's not as good as the stun jackass too. Like <laughs> I watched it with the proper crowd. Yeah. Yes. See, unlike you, I watched this at noon, which was the first showing of the day uh, here. And if you ever go at noon to a movie on a weekday, um, you know that the main people who are there are just old people. Um, and so I had two old people in the theater with me, very far apart. We were all alone <laughs> going to see Jackass Forever. So three people in this theater, including myself. Now, there is a stunt in this film that is probably the most intense stunt, which is where Steve O literally makes gets a bunch of bees on his penis. Um, and... <laughs> And that's what happened. That's the that's the joke. Uh, no, it goes on for a well, solid like well, five let me minutes. Like, well, let me like explain. <laughs> they t- they have a colony and they take out the queen bee, put it on a ring, and put it on his dick. And then oh, all of the bees follow. That was the most graphic part of this this movie for me. That was a lot. I I, I, don't, I, I, don't I had know. to look the. It wasn't like the part where I like wanted to vomit. I think I vomited when the dude drank the the pig cum. Oh, the pig semen. Oh no. Yeah. That's gross. Yeah. There's um, a lot of pig semen going on. Yeah. But anyway, that was the most graphic part of the movie for me. But <laughs> here's what happened is that remember there are two people there or three people, me, this old guy in front of me and this old lady who's like five rows down. Um, <laughs> when this happens, old guy stands up and runs out of the theater. <laughs> <laughs> and he never came back. <laughs> he never came back. He just realized he made the absolute wrong choice. What? Penis Godzilla didn't tell you what you were doing, bro? I know. I was 
was like, how did you not know what this is going into it? How did you see how did you see a movie that's called Jackass and you're like, oh yeah, that sounds like it's right up my alley. Yeah. My generation. Like So he legit left. Uh and then halfway through the movie, old lady in front of me takes out her phone and starts talking on the phone during the movie. And she's on the phone for like 40 minutes. Oh my god. Yeah. What a shit. I know. And so I finally went up and I was like, can you please get off the phone? I'm trying to watch the movie. But I felt weird saying it because I'm like, wow, I'm really trying to focus on this. And then what's going on on screen is that they're using a motorized boxing glove to punch some guy's (laughs) scrotum. I'm like, this is what I need to pay attention to. (laughs) That's the 50-year-old guy, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But yeah, bizarre watching experience. Bizarre. And then after I told her that, then she left. (laughs) So I was the only person left in the theater at the end. Oh, that's that's actually, that's pretty great, you know? God. It was so bizarre. Like, so bizarre. Uh, the cameos that happened in this movie were great. Tyler um, the Creator, I did not Tyler expect Creator to was see best. him there. Tyler the Creator was the best. I like. I loved Eric Andre too, but Tyler yeah. the Creator was absolutely the best. He's like so funny because that's like they mesh with Tyler the Creator's energy just perfectly. Yeah, like they really do perfectly. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, Eric Andre also shows up for a bit, which his bit I thought was also really funny with the cold brew, like. Coffee uh, stand. It was yeah. crazy. Francis and Ganu showed up, and I watched yeah. like a shit. I watched like a ton of UFC, so that was cool to see. Nice. Uh, because that guy, that guy literally hits as hard as a Ford Escort going <laughs> full, my, going like full speed. Okay. It is ridiculous. I am going to be honest. I think one person got the short end of the stick during this movie. Oh, yeah. And it was the guy, Aaron, right? I feel like Aaron really just got screwed over during this movie. Well, I listened to like some interview with Johnny Knoxville. He's like, yeah, we probably picked on Aaron the most this one, but his reactions were just so damn good. <laughs> Dude, Johnny Knoxville. so much bad shit happened to him. The fact that they made him do all of the cup tests were so bad. He got punched by the hardest hitting puncher in the world That's in the nuts. He got multiple softballs launched by the fastest softball pitcher in the world at his fucking cup. And then he had a, oh my God, he had a hockey player slap shot his nuts with a puck. He got him and it was like straight on. It was a perfect shot. It was perfect. Like the softball was like a hair off maybe. No. Like they watched, they did it in slow mo. That was like a perfect shot. It was, it was like so literally centered on the freaking cup. <laughs> like it was so good. They showed the cup later, and like there was a a perfect dent right in the center. Yeah. That's that was how... from the punch, though. That was from the punch. Yeah. Oh my god, Francis. Yeah, Francis. he's god. crazy. That dude's crazy. Crazy. Yeah. But the worst one, actually, the punch was pretty bad. But no, when the pogo bad. stick. Happened. Oh no! That was so oh, no! Gross. Oh, I forgot about the pogo stick. I forgot about the pogo stick. Oh, oh God! <laughs> With the pogo stick ripped open his nutsack, 
Yeah. And That's then, all I have to say. That's all I have to say. One of the camera guys, I felt so bad for him too. Dude, the camera, there's one camera guy who was like particularly squeamish and they'd always yeah. fuck with him. It was so yeah. funny. Yeah. <laughs> like, but also this was shot during COVID. So everyone was wearing masks too. And he was like about to throw up and he threw up in his, in his mask. mask. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yeah, that was good. That was, uh, <laughs> ooh. Oh, that's yeah. so funny. Yeah. Machine Gun Kelly was like the least, like my least favorite cameo by far. Oh, because yeah. He kind of just like wasn't that energetic. It was just like doing his Machine Gun Kelly thing. I was like, shut up. I, yeah. I, shut up, man. Yeah. Tyler, the creator, and Eric Andre were a lot better. Oh, they were so good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I do want to mention something that my film professor mentioned to me uh, when I told him that this is what we were watching this week for the podcast. He said, it's kind of crazy because the Jackass films are the most successful documentary films of the 21st century. And I'm like, you're right. You're, yeah. you're totally right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Like, yeah, well, there was not a. I cannot think of a stretch of like more than maybe five minutes in this movie where I was not fully entertained. Yeah. Like it was like, it's that good and that engaging. I would say, especially if you can see this with a group of friends who you know, like, kind of immature and physical kind of humor, yeah. you will have the time of your life. Yeah, um, it's pretty great. It's, it will be such a good time at the movies. Like, you will have such a good time. Yeah. Um, especially if you see it with friends. And even if you see it alone, we both went alone. And it was that, still funny. This is true. That, that is true. But like in retrospect, if I could have seen this with like other people, that would have been yeah. pretty great. But yeah. Yeah. It it's, is what it is. God, it's so good. Oh my it's, God. This it's just funny. It's just funny. Um, one stunt that I almost looked like I almost closed my eyes the entire way for. Um, so if you don't know this about me, I actually, I don't know if you know this about me, but no. I have a deadly fear of birds. I have a, like, oh my God. I, I cannot do birds. Um, I can do snakes. I can do, you know, bugs. I can do all of that. Mm. I cannot do birds. I don't know why. It's just the way that I'm built. It's the one of two things that I'm like deathly afraid of. Um, that so, and peanuts. Yeah, exactly. Peanuts. <laughs> 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 um yeah so i really really don't like birds like okay they well, scare I, I understand me. you don't understand yeah. and and they uh oh. they do like a satanic ritual for first of all the setup was hilarious the setup is so good <laughs> the setup is like the setup is top tier of the entire movie <laughs> yeah and then they decide that they're gonna tie some guy down for a satanic ritual and put meat on his junk um and then they have a vulture come in and eat the meat. And I was so scared. Oh, my, oh my God. God. I was oh, so, so scared. Bad. It's like, it's like you see how sharp the talons and the beak are. <laughs> and then you're like, they put meat on the head of his penis. <laughs> And dude, when they were putting it, they were like the cherry on top. I'm like, I'm dead. <laughs> Absolutely not. Dude, I don't know. I forget what. See, like the true jackass people, like they know everyone. Like yeah. there's they know everyone by heart. Um, but I forget who it was. 
the guy next to Steve-O in that bit was just killing it because he didn't he never once broke character no he didn't and that's that's commitment because that's commitment. i would not have been able to do that dude oh was, oh my god so funny i was freaked out though oh all my right. god all right here's the question you you have to pick one stunt to do you have to pick one that you would one? do yeah uh, I think probably the wedgie. You do the wedgie. Oh, God, I would do the wedgie. That would yeah. fucking kill your nutsack. Oh, I know, but like, that's the best one that I can think of. I wouldn't want to. Like, I don't want a bear <laughs> to like <laughs> come after me. You don't go for the insane ones. Like, <laughs> I was actually thinking this while I was watching it. I would do the like the the Icarus stunt. Oh, that being should sh- look fun. Being that shot like you're fun. just shot out of a cannon into like a lake with like a bunch of wings. Like you probably still get fucked up if you land bad, but yeah, that kind of looked awesome. It looked um, fun. Yeah, but for also like, like getting shot would also not be fun for like painful things. I don't know. I would. I could lick a taser. Okay, <laughs> what? Okay, the freaking snake thing also, that was... That guy was so scared. I I would, like, he was pissing himself. Like, oh my god. Dude, there's... Oh my god. The guy's shitting himself. That was so gross. How did we get there the exact same time? How did we get there the exact same... I was literally about to talk about that. Because I'm like, they had a whole... They had a whole thing planned. They were like, okay, we're going to call this stuff the dirty dancing. Wee man, you're going to lift him up. And then, like, before they even start the study, he's like, oh, I shit my pants. <laughs> like, reminds me. <clears throat> this is like the bit. They're just like, he shit his pants. This is a um, true story, by the way. Um, my dad is an eye doctor, if you didn't know that. Um, so he sees a lot of geriatric patients, uh, as, as, you know, an eye doctor does. Is this um, about to be a HIPAA violation? No, it doesn't, because I'm not mentioning any names. Uh, but there was this one guy who came in one time. And he had to come in for an eye exam, and he was like pretty old. Um, and basically, my dad's technician said to check him out, and then he was like, he made this face, and he was like concerned. He's like, I don't want to be here anymore. I don't want to be here anymore. He's like, No, you gotta wait. The doctor's gonna see you now. And so my dad comes in, and they like ask him, you know, the, like as a patient, how your day is. And then and he's like, Oh, how was your day? Whoever. And then he's like, Not good. And he was like, oh, why do you think that? He's like, I shit my drawers. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently he shit in the chair and they had uh, to get a new chair. chair. And then the guy came back and went in the same chair and then he pooped again. No. <laughs> and they had to replace the chair again. God. <laughs> what would you qualify that under insurance? I don't know. It's really like, funny. Jesus. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't have much more to say about Jackass. Um, it's a good time. Just it's go a watch great it. time. Um, don't, dude. Other thing about my theater experience. There was a family. Oh no! No, the kids. Were, the kids were like maybe eight. 
No. And I'm like, why? What are you doing? What? What? Yeah, like, what are you? You should have taken those kids out of there the moment you saw Dickzilla. Like, yeah, like, how does that? Why would you do that? I don't know. Like, that movie, that movie should, like, I don't know if it was, like, R or not rated. I, I don't even know. I would hope that it's R because, like, of course it's R. It has because, to be R. Well, it's at least R, but like whether or not it's it's like not rated. I don't know. The whole like not rated thing is usually just used against like sex in yeah. in like a shitty way. Yeah. I don't want to go into it, but yeah, like yeah. I would hope that it's just rated R. Anyway. But I would I would never take like no here's this, the thing. There are yeah. some rated R movies that I think like if you're 12, you could probably see it. Yeah. Like some of them. But yeah. this is not one of them. Oh my God. They show no. so many penises. They show so many penises. Also, just this is like a movie where like if I'm a kid and I see all these guys having fun, I'm going to be like, oh, I'm going to go do that. I want to go have bees on my penis. No, I thought that was literally, I thought that was so irresponsible when I saw that. Yeah. That's insane. Not trying to. I mean, I'm not a parent, obviously. I don't know. I not. It's not my place to tell people. But um, on this one, I might, I might I just be like, I cannot believe yeah. that. Yeah, it's pretty bad. That's insane. I would never do that. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. This uh, is a popular give, demand movie. If I have to <laughs> give it a rating, it would probably be a ten. I yeah, honestly I, have like no problems. It was I just had great. no problems with it either. I, I, I that's all I could say. It's just fun. It's just it's a just fun a fu time. It just it's like the most like unpretentious fun that you could possibly yeah. have in a movie theater. And yeah, yeah. It's Look, just these guys risk their lives for mm -hmm. our entertainment purposes. The least we could do is go watch it. I mean, they straight up. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. They've taken like years off of their life with some of this shit. Yeah. Like particularly, like the hit that Johnny Knoxville takes is scary. Yeah. Like he legitimately probably took a couple years off. Um. So like, yeah, go support it. Go give these people money. They deserve it. Hopefully, it's not so much money where they're like, "Hey, we need hey, to make one of these every. <laughs> let's make these every year." <laughs> I think that's um, what makes it special, though, is that this doesn't come out every year. It's like, no, it's been a really long time since the last one. No, but at the same time, it has like a limited lifespan, which yeah. is their lifespan. Because <laughs> no one else is going to be stupid enough to do it. I mean, they got a lot of like new younger people to do it. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they did like Jackass with just celebrities. I would love that. So, that would like, be that would be pretty funny. Yeah. What if like Hot Ones did Hot Ones except with Jackass stunts? <laughs> So you get Sean Evans from Hot Ones, and like if they, and if they fuck up in the stunts, he's like, so in the third grade you got bullied. Tell us about that experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but overall, great time at the movies. Great time at the movies. Yeah. Would recommend uh, if you're into that thing. Don't see this with their parents. Uh, don't. The one thing I would no. Say. Don't. Don't. See, don't see this. Don't see this with anyone that you've ever been embarrassed in front of. Yeah. No, I can't say that. Don't say that in front of people who you were easily embarrassed in front of. Yes. Like, if I just saw this with an old person and the dick came on, I would be so... I would just be like... Yeah, imagine that. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like that's what I did today i'm glad you were able to have a good time with it it was still funny look it was still funny like i said the the moment i needed to break through like okay it's okay to laugh was when that guy just ran into a cardboard cut out of the ramp and they move on <laughs> it yeah. was so good yeah okay um now on to a much more serious film way more serious polar opposite in that it's like super well directed and and lit hey this was well directed it was well okay jackass forever was well directed it was just like the editing was like we're just gonna crossfade every time (laughs) fade to black fade up fade up we're like all right guys we're just gonna use dip to black and that's it (laughs) no like i can like i guess i think i could straight up edit this movie in premiere like yeah literally like straight up yeah um yeah but definitely a very different film uh than jackass forever not to say that it's better or worse i'll say it. um wow no i'm kidding (laughs) i I wouldn't Uh, give this one a 10 unfortunately yeah i would agree um but nightmare alley which is the latest film from filmmaker guillermo del toro very 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 Famous and um, well-accomplished filmmaker has directed Pan's Labyrinth, Pacific Rim, uh, and recently, most recently, The Shape of Water, which won Best Picture at the 2017 Academy Awards. Yeah. Um, do you, uh, go ahead and just give your thoughts from there, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I've been wanting to see this movie for a while. Um, unfortunately, it came out right at the time that the theater... Um, was not looking like a safe option uh, in terms of COVID. Uh, also, again, want to mention this. This is, I promise the last thing I would say about Jackets Forever. This was my first film seeing in the theater <laughs> since Spider-Man No Way Home. <laughs> you know what? That's actually a pretty good time. Yeah, That's actually I a know. pretty great one to come back to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, shit, so, I, think, I think this is mine too. Although yeah. I did see Spider-Man again in the theater. I did um, too. I saw it twice. Yeah. Yeah. So... Same experience here, bud. Yeah. Jeez. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, um, go back. So Nightmare Alley, I did watch on Hulu. Um, it's available on Hulu and HBO Max. So if you have one of them, you can watch it. Um, and I really, really liked The Shape of Water. Shape of Water was the second Guillermo del Toro film I saw. And I really, really liked it. It was one of my favorite films of that year. Um, I just... It was so well directed and the storyline was really, really emotional and I I just loved it. I loved it so much. The score, the score was beautiful. Um <clears throat> and I liked a lot of the people in this. I like Bradley Cooper a lot. I love Willem Dafoe, pretty much everything. Yeah. Um and so I really, really <coughs> liked some parts of this movie. There were some parts that truly amazed me, uh, mainly visually. Um yeah. visually Every single scene in this film is beautiful. You could take a picture of it. You could use stills and they could be in a museum, in my opinion. Um, it's just beautiful. Um, absolutely stunning lighting work, camera work, production design, um, costumes, everything. Everything visually was just perfect. I wouldn't have done anything else differently. Um, I... Yeah, and that's not a surprise for Guillermo del Toro, but um, I really liked 
the story, especially at the beginning, um, it was really mysterious, and I liked that. And there was not a lot of like, they didn't really give us too much, but they gave us enough to like keep us hooked. Um, but I didn't like where it went in the second half, um, with some choices. But I really enjoyed the ending. Basically, is my level of love for this film. Um, the main issue I had was it just got kind of boring. Um, with one particular storyline that I just I I don't know I got bored, and so it is what it is. But overall, it, I still liked it. I would still say it's really well done. Um. Yeah, I also really liked it, and I think the thing I enjoyed the most about it was, I mean, just the Guillermo del Toro, uh, Guillermo, jeez, I cannot say this, Guillermo <laughs> del Toro, um, just like all of his touches throughout the movie, because um, you can see his hand in the production design, in um, like lighting and cinematography, in... Like even like his pacing sometimes like reminded me a lot of Shape of Water where it kind of just like goes along at a pretty consistent pace and never ramps up too quick or too um or too slow. It's like mm -hmm. pretty it's like pretty consistent. Although I will agree that like it got a little too consistent in the middle. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> but that was probably going to be my um was definitely my favorite part actually was just like the visual presentation um and he, uh, yeah i just didn't like i really liked bradley cooper's character in the first half and i loved everything that was happening in the first half and then like there's a point where his character just changes and i just i just didn't like it at all I, he just completely changed characters and I and I know why, like it, like there's a story justification for it, but he completely like changed like his personality, and I thought it was two different characters, and I just didn't like it. Um, and I was always just hoping we could go back and see like the fun like assortment of people, because it's like you take it's like we went from a movie with a great ensemble cast into a movie with like a cast of three, yeah, or or like four, you know, <clears throat> um. And that just, I just didn't like that at all. Um, and then also, I just, I didn't like a lot of like the writing in like the story structure. I love the writing from the dialogue perspective, though. The dialogue mm -hmm. is one of those movies where, is like the subject matter specifically, you can always see like power dynamics and how like someone is trying to get the edge on another person in a conversation. And that's just entertaining to listen to. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Especially with the actors that are playing them as well. Yeah, right? Um, every single scene with Bradley Cooper and Willem Dafoe, so that good. was just everything. That they was, were, like, amazing. They were, they were good. Like, yeah. and as far, I mean, specifically for, like, Bradley Cooper and Kate Blanchett, even though I didn't love her character, those dialogue scenes are still fun to watch um, yeah. and to see, like, how they're playing it. And then once you know... In the end, like going back through those scenes and trying to piece together what was happening and who was really winning what, um, it's really good. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's just like there are like things that where the story goes, I just don't enjoy mm -hmm. at all. Um, yeah. And for me, what frustrated me, I guess, 
was, and I, I hate to do this when being like, oh, I'm going to compare it to your last film or something like that. But I mean, when you have a director who's just done a lot, um, you have to kind of talk about it within the scope of things. But when I think about The Shape of Water, which again, I really, really, really love that film. Mm -hmm. um, the way that the story is done, it allows you to look at the characters from so many different angles. And also, like, there's so much complexity to each situation and scene that each of them is justified in the way that they are, mm. if that makes sense. Um, and they do a really good job of it. Each one seamlessly fits into the next, uh, each story beat. And with this one, it just felt like halfway through when there's a, there's a time skip in the middle of it. It just feels like, like you said, you have two different characters. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't feel as natural. Mm -hmm. um, you have to, you have to like make a lot of assumptions on like what's happened. And, and it's like for how long you spent in that middle section too, I would have liked to see like a little bit more development of like, you know, how do they become successful? What was happening with the relationship? Like mm -hmm. all this stuff. There's a lot of stuff that you, I would have not had to like, I would have liked to not have to fill in the gaps for because yeah. seriously, seriously, Bradley Cooper becomes a different person in the second half, like pr almost entirely. And it's set up. There's a, there's so much great foreshadowing to set it up, but it's like, if you're going to do all this foreshadowing, Mm -hmm. and then skip to like near the end then it kind of takes away a lot of the work you just did yeah now keep in mind this was based on a book i don't know how similar this is to the book um yeah so i don't know necessarily how like faithful it is because when i was reading into it it seems like again i, I don't don't quote me on this but it seems like this was kind of the surface level, like, oh, it's about this guy who's mysterious and works at the carnival, and they took that and went in this direction. I don't know, again, how faithful it is to the book, so maybe they were a little bit limited on what they could do story-wise, but what I would have loved to see was for them to stay within this cast of characters that they had at the beginning of the film, but we see Bradley Cooper's character interact and struggle with that group maybe from a power situation because it seems like what he wants is power um throughout the film and that's what leads to his character change i would have loved to see that within the same group exactly at the beginning i mean you can see him kind of get a taste for it and like you can see his ego start to develop mm -hmm. um it, there's i just you're going to time jump to basically the last like two thirds. It's not even halfway. It's pretty much two thirds. It it's like a long time amount of time that they skip to. It's like five years. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I just didn't like it. I just didn't like that. That's my big scrape with the story. And other than that, I actually, and then like, yeah, some pacing issues because they jumped too far as we've said. <clears throat> Other than that, it's fucking great. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's it's really good. Everything. Like, the first act of this movie. I is, couldn't look away. No, I really couldn't. I was so intrigued the entire time. 
heavily engaged, um, like and always trying to piece together clues and how things are going to work together. I yeah. think because of the first act, I think there are three things really that like make it so that you're so intrigued. One was the way that they showed things, meaning that they didn't necessarily tell you everything that was going on, but rather mm -hmm. they gave you little bit by bit of things that are going on with the carnival. I think that that helped because mm -hmm. you were constantly guessing. Two was the production design. The production oh. design just pulls you into that world. There's one part where like Bradley Cooper's character goes looking for the geek in mm -hmm. a like basically like a house of mirrors. Um, just like the way they design those sets is it's wonderful. Also, I know there are obviously like human rights violations. Mm -hmm. So like those aside, this is the coolest carnival that has ever existed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, dude, I want to visit that. <laughs> I honestly would fuck with like a carnival like this. This is like, an, okay, just like an adult car um, carnival for like a place to just go see weird people do like weird shit. That's awesome. Yeah. Like <laughs> I would, I would love that. Um, You're like, I want to see a real life geek. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I said not the human rights violations. <laughs> That's the one thing uh, I specified. Yeah, I know. But I will say, so that was the second thing that I think really took this from, uh, like, in the first act especially. And the third thing, and we hinted on it, but again, doubling down, the performances from the ensemble cast mm -hmm. and their chemistry with each other just are, like, yeah. on point. Yeah. Uh Willem Dafoe is just he's a god among men, man. He's so good he's... in everything he's in. Even the crappy things. He was good in Aquaman. He is. He's good. <laughs> it's like if he, when you hear people talk about acting with him too, they say that he has just such an insane amount of energy for how old he is. He's like 82 or something. And he's that old. No, he's like in his 80s, I'm pretty sure. I'm fact-checking you on that. Okay. <laughs> okay. He's 66. I was categorically wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I was... <laughs> I was so wrong. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know about 80, but he is old. He's almost whole, 70. I was a whole 16 years off, but... Yeah. He's in his 60s, and he has that yeah. much energy. <laughs> yeah. Same same point. Like, you feel... Like, that's the thing. He's just always electric. And whatever he's mm -hmm. in, he's just on, electric, thinks about his lines and his characters, and you can tell, like, he's just doing so much work. Um, Just have him in everything. I will... Yeah. <laughs> I will never Literally, say no. Yeah. If he's in something, I will love it probably well actually that's not true but i'll love him in it oh yeah <laughs> there's no way i'm not yeah yeah and it's then like we it's, it's like almost like dicaprio where it's yeah like, where i everything dicaprio is in he's giving a stellar performance every yeah At pr know? pretty much everything yeah I, I can't even think of one where he doesn't yeah even the great gatsby i don't even like that movie but he's really good in it he's, <laughs> he's like the best part of the movie like <laughs> yeah he, yeah um, when you put him against like dead Toby Maguire too, oh, yeah. <laughs> that guy, that guy is dead. <laughs> he really is. I hey, know. he was good in the last thing he was in. He was good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we texted about this. But other person who I just, I'm loving every time I see him. Uh, just, just, 
Ron Perlman is just, just like just he's give, great. Give Ron Perlman more roles, please. Yeah. I feel like he's not in enough stuff. So every time he pops up, I'm so happy for him. And like, yeah, and and he just he's like Willem Dafoe. It's like every time he's there, he gives a great performance. Him and Don't Look Up, he was hilarious. Like he, he was, was so, so funny. funny. He was hilarious in Don't Look Up. And then I see him in this, and I'm like, God, he's just, yes. he's just awesome. And he can play, and he's like pretty freaking flexible as an actor too. Um, yeah, he really but, is. Like he can do a lot of different like moods and character acting, subtle acting. I, Ron Perlman, man. Yeah, he's crazy. I really like him. Um, and the other thing that I didn't know about him until just now is uh, he plays the Lich in Adventure Time. Had no idea about that. Um, cool. That's crazy. I I didn't know that. That's cool. That's insane. I think if there's but, one. Per- oh, I think if there's one person in the cast who maybe who gives like a great performance for what they're given, but it's not it's not great. It's Rooney Mara, and I really yeah. like Rooney Mara. I think she is fantastic she's a great actress yeah uh she's again just like everyone we've talked about the tour is just good at casting um i can't remember the last thing i saw where i i was um with her in it that i was like uh maybe that wasn't the best performance right like she's she just picks good roles and she plays it well but in this she's just not she's not given a whole lot i think she doesn't have a lot to work off of unfortunately i really didn't like her character yeah, I know. Um, her character did, her I, it's cuz her character like was so passive, I felt like for a lot of the movie and even when she like had active moments, um it kind of reverted back into being passive. Um Yeah, it just sucks cuz I think her character was pretty weakly written and her performance yeah. is really strong, right? So Very unfortunate. Yeah. And uh I remember the first thing I saw her in was The Social Network, which was mm. funny. Hello. Um uh other people who are good. Uh again Tony as all I, as always Tony Collette, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like always She's kills so it. good. Um and her character I really liked. I agree. I really liked her character and I wanted to see more of it. Mm-hmm. Um and it it's just I don't know. I feel like she gets replaced by Kate Blanchett's character in the second half. Mm. Um straight up. That's what I feel like. And yeah. I don't know if I really agreed with that choice. Um, but again, I don't know how how much this is like the book. I I just don't know. They look too similar. They do. Right. <laughs> a little bit. Um, okay, <laughs> elephant in the room that we haven't talked about, because I'm avoiding it, is Bradley Cooper. I don't like Bradley Cooper. Whoa. I think, that's a hot take. I think he was good in this. I'm not saying he was bad. I think he was good. Um, I just don't like Bradley Cooper. I think he's... Hmm. He just Dude just comes off like a Hollywood prick. <laughs> like, okay. I know that's just like so subjective, but I just something about that guy. Like, I just don't like him. I mean, that's fair. Gosh. I uh, I I don't blame you. I really don't like Jesse Eisenberg, and I really can't tell you why. Um, oh, well, <laughs> Jesse just Eisenberg. Like he's a certifiable prick. Like, <laughs> if you if you see like interviews of like him interacting with like media or like individual like regular people he's just an asshole just yeah just yeah jesse eisenberg's a shit um no know who bradley cooper gives me the same vibes as scarlett johansson oh really the exact same for me it's the exact same vibes where it's like 
I know that what you're doing is a fantastic performance, but I just cannot look past the fact that you suck. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's, I, I don't know. I don't Sorry, necessarily my... agree with you on that, but that's like, just, I don't, I'm not going to like be like, wow. You, you, uh, oh my no, my, God, my hot takes are just coming out. Like, yeah. Well, my hot take is I don't like Joaquin Phoenix. So that's, that's my, uh, that's not bad. That's, that's, that's my hot take. That's, that's not bad. <laughs> well, like, I think the other thing is just like a respect thing. Cause if you know where Bradley Cooper came from, um, he was like a trust fund kid. Yeah. Who like <laughs> bought his way into, into Hollywood. And now he's like, gets great roles. He gives great performances, but like, unfortunate the, the idea of like that much privilege getting you these great roles just pisses me off. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah. I, uh, I personally, I really do like Bradley Cooper um in the things that he's in i, I used to not like him as much because i don't know american sniper that movie always gave me the bad vibes even when i wasn't like a hardcore liberal uh or i didn't know i was a hardcore liberal um yeah. i was like this movie is sus <laughs> it seems like propaganda <laughs> and so and now look what happened um Clint Eastwood. it is propaganda yeah it, Clint is, total pro- it is total fucking propaganda yeah. <laughs> it literally is um um yeah but i i like i don't know i i didn't like him i, I didn't like that movie so i can't be like oh he's bad Wait, have you ever seen that. the movie have you ever seen the movie limitless no oh you should check out <laughs> it's kind oh, of fun propaganda <laughs> no <laughs> it's like bradley cooper takes a pill that lets him use the other um 90 of his brain <laughs> Oh my god! So he That's just goes crazy. into like God mode when he takes this like pill, and he becomes like a stock investor or something, and he's like, no, <laughs> it's insane. Um, oh my god! Um, it's fun though. Y- yeah, it is. <laughs> it sounds fun. <laughs> it, it's it's pretty fun. Yeah. Um, I liked him in The Hangover because who doesn't like that movie? Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that, I I can't even shit on that. Yeah, it's yeah, pretty great. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I gained a lot of respect for him. Uh, when a star is born came out like four years ago um and i don't think his direction was all that anything um i i thought there was nothing really too special about it but i really thought his performance was really good um that was something i really really liked was his performance in that movie um so i liked him in that and then he saved licorice pizza for me yeah uh, for his 10 minutes of screen time <laughs> yeah, he was but, great Okay, can, um, um, candidly, A Star is Born felt like a movie by a guy who's a trust fund asshole who's like, I, I want to star in the biggest movie of the year. And when he didn't win his Oscar, I was so happy. I was, <laughs> oh, my God. I was so happy. I watched him just, like, swallow sadness, and I was in pure joy. Dude, no one thought he was going to win the Oscar that year, though, straight up. He did. He did. He thought he was gonna win. I think he thought he was gonna. That's like saying Todd Phillips thought he was gonna win Best Director for Dude. Joker. I like. <laughs> Dude, like I. Or uh, well, no, they were also up for BP. Like, yeah, they were. They were um, the, the favorite to win at the beginning. I remember. Yeah, exactly. Um, and watching that dream crumble was great. Um, and also <laughs> watching, also like him and Gaga singing "Shallow" together, and they were like doing like giving up they're like giving a performance on stage i i don't like that i don't (laughs) like just perform the damn song boy you just hate bradley Cooper. i hate bradley cooper i have a whole thing against him (laughs) 
That's yeah. crazy. But here's the thing. You have to remember what happened that year when A Star is Born came out. <laughs> wait, hold on. Guess what won wait, Best Picture on. that wait, year? Wait, wait, what won Best Picture that year? Shape of Water. No. Damn that it. was the year before. What won that year? A Star is Born? Wait, what no. year is that? 2018. Parasite. No, no. No, no. That was 2019. That was 2020. What won the year before? Can you remember? Oh, fuck. <laughs> That's the year Green Book won. <laughs> yes, it is the year the Green Book won. <laughs> Yeah, so would you rather have that or Bradley Cooper win? Don't answer it. Don't answer it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Well, I'm. I don't want to hear your answer. I, I am looking away from the screen as I. You're like, damn, this is really tough. I would rather that Green Book one. <laughs> oh my god. You're so white. I hate You're him so I, I hate I hate him so much, dude. This is white <laughs> on white hate though, so that's like, you know. Okay. Uh, so that's you know, okay. That, you know, no no no. That's that's worse based on uh okay. what <laughs> Okay man. <laughs> same ra- same race crime is not okay, even more than different race. Okay. 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 Great. <laughs> You're really, you're really coming off great here, man. Yeah, I'm doing great. Uh, yeah, that was that was that year. Yeah, yeah. You just hate Bradley Cooper, don't you? Dude, I think he gives I, a very good performance. I also want to. I also just realized that my uh, <laughs> that my like shut up and perform the song is like shut up and dribble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're really coming. I'm off coming great, off man. great today. Yeah. It oh, like. All of my hot takes are going uh, going crazy. Uh, yeah. That's okay. Um, cinematography was great. It was amazing. It was amazing. It was so good. Okay. Um, I'm going to make a point that doesn't make me seem like an asshole. Um, which is, okay, so this is like a modern noir, right? Mm-hmm. And very clearly. Yeah, very clearly. And it's done, like, exceptionally. And I would argue <clears throat> that the reason it's so exceptional because the thing about noirs, right, is like the the lighting, like throughout the like that's what gave the aesthetic of the yeah. noir. It's like the high contrast lighting, right? Mm-hmm. And they're just the way that they're doing that by not just like sh- like shadows, but mixed light. The way that they'll use like mixed light to contrast like where the good and and the and the darkness lies within it is just really excellent. Yeah. Specifically, just the use of like blues and greens like if you haven't watched this movie um and you just watch it and pay attention to what is colored in in blue green and what is colored in like warmer lights then it foreshadows a lot it it just tells a lot of the story um yeah yeah and i thought that was really it adds a lot to the overall experience of watching it Mm -hmm. um and that is something that i really really appreciated a lot um so yeah overall just beautifully shot um and should win should win best cinematography it's the best cinematography i've seen maybe that or dune i don't know dune was really good yeah um yeah and the other thing about (laughs) it is it's the cinematography is so similar to a lot of the things happening in shape of water i felt yeah Mm -hmm. right but it's a different cinematographer it's different so that's crazy that's um well, yeah. well del toro you know has a say in it but i 
yeah i think it was really good um the other thing that was really good can i um, guess can i guess yeah the score the score was really good. You knew exactly what I was going to say. We, uh, uh, we're on one mind tonight. We're, we're like, on one mindset. Yeah. We really are. Yeah. The score is fantastic. And I thought that it was Alexander Desplat who did it because he usually does all of Guillermo del Toro's films. Who he is probably like right now, I would say he's my favorite film mm-hmm. composer. I think so. Um, the Shape of Water score is on another level. Um, if you've listened to it, it is breathtaking. It's really fucking good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, it's like, it's probably one of the best film scores to come out maybe in the last like decade. Yeah. I mean, it's not like, not like there's really tough competition. Um, <laughs> what so, film score? All I'm saying, film scores have gone <laughs> into fucking tanks since like the nineties. Yeah. It's not like, you know, Jurassic Park or anything. Yeah. Uh, but even then I would say it's still like, of the same quality of in terms of adding the ambiance and yeah, accomplish yeah. what it set out to do. Yeah. I think that overall, I, and I don't know how to put it. I think just the nature of the way that films are going, they're becoming less cinematic. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it does. Well, but. do you know, I mean, you know about like temp scores, right? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's always, there's a mood that I can always, or I always think I get from a temp score, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, it's like, I've heard something like this or yeah. how, like what, like, what is this song? Like, it just feels like yeah. derivative of like yeah. past scores. Right. You can always kind of get that sense. Um, like Marvel think, was probably the one I always turned to the most for dude picking that out. Literally yeah. never forget when black Panther won best score over oh, Beale street. God. Um, for generic superhero score, but they added oh, trap beats to it. Oh, <laughs> oh God! Yeah, never forget. Yeah, that. no, never forget that. Um, no, but like, then Marvel sometimes does things when like you hear like a Marvel theme, like the Avengers theme. I'm like, yeah. okay, they actually went away from temp scores when they like made something, and those are the th- like everyone loves that shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, really, really good. But the score in this film was incredible and it's not done by alexander display it really sounds like something that he's done but it wasn't it was done by nathan johnson who i don't know what else he's done he did knives out that was, that was a, good score. a recent film that he did and i really like the score in that yeah it yeah was good. that's a good score but really well done score um for this again adding just to the aesthetic of everything um i mean it just sets a really good tone right because like right when mm-hmm. it starts um, I think, or the first time I, I really noticed it was when he was walking into the carnival for the first time. Yeah. And it's like, you just hear like, like a lone violin. And then like a second one comes in on like a dissonant pitch. And I'm like, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Dissonant. <laughs> works. Dis- really works. Yeah. It, yeah. It's like, it's, it's noticeable. It's played at like really good moment. That's another thing like that isn't recognized enough of scores. Sometimes people just throw the score over anything. But knowing when to use your score to heighten a moment yeah. um, is really like an important and integral skill mm-hmm. um, that is much harder than people give it credit for. Um, and yeah, Guillermo del Toro and his editor did pretty great. It's a really well really, edited really movie good. too. Yeah. 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 Like yeah. Um, overall. But for me, the thing that puts it like, because I'm going to be completely honest, in the middle, I was really bored. 
Yeah, like, I, I agree. Really bored. Um, I hate to say it. I was just, I was just really bored because there's so many things that I really, really like about this, this film. Um, but just story wise, I was just, I just didn't care. Um, yeah. Like I think in it, the middle. I think it, 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 I mean, like, it really wants you to get a hold of the whole mentalism mm-hmm. point and like try to see what's happening. But you know, when you know the grift, then it's just not as good. Exactly. That's like why that's part of the reason that the first act is so good is because all these people are, are they're all grifters. <laughs> like all yeah. of them, you know, it's, I mean, it's a carny show. Like, what do you expect? They're hustling. Right. They're, but, but you know, what's going to happen or like, mm-hmm. like, but you're trying to figure out how they're doing it. So once you know it and the jigs mm-hmm. up, then it's just less entertaining and you yeah. just need like really compelling characters. And I yeah. just didn't even care about Kate Blanchett. I didn't care about her, and I didn't care about Richard Jenkins's character either. Unfortunately. Oh, I I liked Richard Jenkins' character actually. Oh, you liked I him? Thought he, I, he was yeah, a creep. I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, he is a creep. He's a creep and an asshole, and like the worst in yeah. so many ways. But, but, um, I thought Richard Jenkins, um, how do I say it? I just thought he carried a lot of power. Um, he did. Like, he was intimidating. I f- I f- yeah, he was like very intimidating. Even when he was being like softer, um, he he just carried a lot of weight, and um, and he also like he's what made like the end um, or that sequence towards the end with him just so damn good. And that's what I wanted to talk about when I was uh, talking about the middle being boring. Was the end is a rush? Um, yeah, but like I would say in a good way, honestly. I was there for all of the end. I was there for it. Pretty much everything that happened. Um, I was really, really engaged. Um, from the moment with Richard Jenkins' character, I don't want to spoil too much. Um, yeah. but we've been able to, we've been able to make it this far without spoiling anything, so we should probably just continue that, right? Yeah, exactly. But the moment <laughs> yeah. with this character at the end, uh, up until the the end of the film, um, I was really, really, really invested. Uh, at that point. Yeah. So I think that that's good. And then the use of foreshadowing in this film is really quite good. Um, mm-hmm. Really, yeah. really good. I think another disappointing thing about the movie for me um, is I always there expected there to be like, because it's Guillermo del Toro, so I don't know if that's just me. Like, I should check myself. But I always expected there to be some kind of real like magic or some kind of real mm-hmm. supernatural thing to happen. Yeah. It just and all it, it's like that's what the tone made me feel like it was going for. Um you're doing all this weird shit with like the carnies and there is maybe one instance of that with um uh another big foreshadowing moment that's mm-hmm. done multiple times throughout actually um with um Tony Collette's character that's maybe the only time that there's any like real magic and mysticism going on. So. And I would agree to an extent. Um, I would agree that I really wanted there to be some sort of fantasy aspect, not even maybe fantasy, but just something that's not quote unquote real. Um, like what you were saying. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that they tried to replace that with the whole mentalism shtick was the fact that that was the magic, quote-unquote. Um, did I believe it? No, I didn't. Um, but also... They explained it just so much. Like, they did. 
Yeah, they really did. There's a lot of every, like every time that there's a every time that there's a mental that there's a mentalism scene, there will always be a scene where Bradley Cooper's just telling you how he knew it. And it's like you you can hold back on that because it's like that's the whole freaking thing. Right. It's like if you're going to have a magic act and you're constantly telling us what the, the bit is, then we're going to get less invested as time goes on. And that's exactly what happened. So, yeah. again, though, I just don't know how much we of this we can blame on the screenwriting because they use the book as a like like as the canvas. And I get that you can make an adaptation of something that's a that's an already written book without um, like just rewriting the story you can like use it as like oh it's based on this and then go in a different direction um but i think that they were trying to do a pretty faithful recreation of the book and so i think that mm. that's what the book was about and so they went with it so I, I i just don't know i i'm not trying to like be like oh you know that that justifies that because again i was still bored but i just don't know who to quote unquote blame um, whether that be mm. the source material or the adaptation or both or neither. Mm. I think you've got to go. I think you've got to go with the adaptation. I really, really? think it's got to go with, I, I, if the source material is bad, it's like super old and no one really knows it. Like who's going to get mad at you? <laughs> you know, or, <laughs> <laughs> like, no gonna... like what? Like, look at what Spielberg did with West Side. Like, that's a, so much more well-known property. And they changed, like, a decent amount of things. Yeah. You know? no, And no one cared because they were doing it in service of story. It's the same thing with, like, if you see it based on, like, a real story, no one cares if it's not the real, real story. You know? They have to adapt well, things Well, the people to... involved care. Those are the only people. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, <laughs> they do care, and they're often vocal, and we appreciate that. But, like, audiences yeah. don't give a shit um no they don't they and i think they should have done that i think yeah i think i think you could take like a half hour out of the movie and just like trim it up and yeah yeah um like i think there's actually a really good point where you could do it which is uh, he meets the judge before he meets um richard oh what's his name richard jenkins's character what's his name thank you Grind richard grindle yeah, Grindel. But before Ezra he meets Grindel. a judge, before he meets, yeah, but he meets a judge before he meets Grindel. I think you could have just had him meet Grindel instead of the like, judge. Yeah, yeah, that would cut out so much more, right? Like, yeah, I don't. Yeah, um, yeah. Anyway, question. Um, of like the cast and crew, um, or like of all the people involved in the film. Who would you say like the biggest highlight and then the biggest like disappointment or low light was for you? Um, <clears throat> so for me, I think that there's like a couple ways you could go with it. There's a bunch of ways you could answer it. Um, if you're asking for my quote unquote pure enjoyment, I would honestly say like Willem Dafoe and Ron Perlman were highlights for me. Mm -hmm. uh, they really, really yeah. were. They just every time they were there, I just loved it. Just loved every time they were there. But I think a better answer, because that's just my personal bias, um, if we're being honest, uh, I think the better answer would be Guillermo del Toro himself, um, because he's just a master. I, I was, I was going to say the same thing. He's yeah. just a masterful director. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> he really is. He meticulously directs 
everything in this film to the point where the tone and environment and ambiance and aesthetic and everything is spot on. Um, and mm. I, I think that's just worth commending. It really is. Yeah. He did the same thing in The Shape of Water. He's done the same thing in Pan's Labyrinth. He did the same thing in Pacific Rim. It's just what he does. And it, he doesn't miss in that sort of way. So there's that. And um, for me, the and low like, light. I, I mean, I have the same. Yeah, go ahead. Wait, hold on. I, I have like the same <laughs> answer. So if I can just pick it up, piggyback off yeah. that, it's like, um, the way I think that we, um, judge a good director, or at least the way that I do, because I think in a lot of ways it's a pretty ambiguous thing to judge, because the director is, hold like is wearing so many hats. Um, mm -hmm. but the best way to always judge a director is just how seamless is everything coming together. Yep. And the fact that he is able to make everything that he does have each element come together so perfectly consistently. And it, everything is able to feel like a Guillermo del Toro film every time you, you see them yet. They all feel interesting and unique. Yeah. That is like, you can't overstate how, difficult that is it's yeah it, it's really an achievement that he's been working for what like 25 years now and he's still turning mm -hmm. out stuff that's this damn good and he like rarely ever misses maybe yeah. crimson peak was like his last one that like didn't yeah. do too hot yeah and not only that but something else to commend is that he is using far out ideas like mm -hmm. ideas that are just so out there in the way like if you've ever tried to explain the shape of water to someone it's not fun it's not fun the like, no it's pretty it's pretty easy you say the fish fucking film no it's not the fish fucking movie <laughs> it's not the <laughs> fish fucking movie <laughs> I, what are you talking about does that okay. not happen okay does that not happen <laughs> it's not it's so much more than that but i don't anyway. know that's what i came away with <laughs> Again, that's like saying that Brokeback Mountain is the gay cowboy movie, and that's all it is. That's all it's good for. <laughs> and then what did we get? What did we get for Best Picture that year? What did we get? We got Crash. We got Crash's Best Picture of the Year. Well, that Brokeback I mean, Mountain lost. I mean, but when you think about it, you know, Green Book you is like the saving the race relationships of America. <laughs> wow. You know. You're really right. You know. It was destroying America. So bradley cooper <laughs> he's destroying america well and that actually and that actually brings me to my biggest loser um also <laughs> guillermo del cooper. toro oh wow no i think it was guillermo <laughs> del toro because he worked in a movie with bradley cooper <laughs> okay great so <laughs> well, that's, that just sucks for <laughs> you, him dude you've been thinking <laughs> that punchline for the last 20 minutes i can tell <laughs> no ever since i came up with the question dude oh uh, my god what was the question what was the question? Uh, what was the question? No, uh, the biggest loser is for me is like clearly Rooney Mara. She just got yeah. sh kind of shafted um, with she like did. her character because she's in like a main. The thing is like she, it'd be different if like she had like a, a character that was there and she was good but didn't have much to do. And it's like oh she mm -hmm. was kind of underutilized. She was like almost like a co like the co lead. She's the yeah. only other character that's in the entire movie. And she just Besides had so little to do. And I've just, 
Yeah, but uh, exactly. So like, yeah, she got she really got shit on, and I felt super bad. Yeah, um, I would say mm. that, but I don't know if this is just because I didn't like her character and I didn't like what they did with it. But I don't, I don't know. I I think that Kate Blanchett did a good job with the character that she was given, but I don't, I don't know. I just didn't like her and her chemistry with Bradley Cooper. I thought that mm. their spoiler. This is a little bit of a spoiler. But they have a romantic involvement with each other, and I thought that was really forced. Um, it's a spoiler, but as soon it. as you meet her, you can as soon as you meet her, you can see it coming, though. So there's already sexual tension. <laughs> <laughs> it's like there's sexual tension from like the moment she's on screen, so it's whatever. Yeah, but yeah. I just I don't know. That's my opinion. It is what it is. But yeah, overall, okay. <clears throat> I still think this is worth a watch. I do still think it's worth. Oh, a watch. for sure. Um, yeah, just like you can check know, out for like, like thirty minutes in the middle if you want. Yeah, no one much. will judge you. Pretty much. Check out and then check back in for like the part where um, the characters you actually like come back in for a little yeah. bit, and then yeah. check back and out. Then for a little bit. And then it's good from there. Then check back in for the end. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, pretty much agreed. Um, <laughs> Literally yeah. agreed. Um, yeah, yeah, we had two recommendations this time. I would say both of these films. It's it's, it's a hard recommendation yeah. for for me. And you know what? Next next week might be a little different because I think we're doing um, Uncharted, which yeah. I actually have no idea how that's going to be. Look, I I don't I, know. I don't know how it's going to be. I'm not as oh my god, I hate this as most people who've played the games. Have you played the games? Yeah, I played all of them. All of them, yeah. like. Uncharted 4 as well? Like 1 through 4, yeah. Uncharted okay. 4, so long. Holy crap. Yeah, that, that game was crap. way that too that long. long. Oh my god. <laughs> like, you are just like stuck in a jungle for so long. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You're totally right. I mean, like, I, I love the grappling thing that they allowed me to do, mm -hmm. but holy shit, I didn't need to test it out that much. You know, yeah. like, yeah. Uncharted 4, anyway, I, um, I think it's the weakest one, but it's fine. Um, Uncharted, Uncharted two, no, Uncharted three. I, Uncharted two the is the best of, one. I remember. Uncharted two is the best one, but Uncharted three, come on, the ending of okay. Uncharted three. Uh, yeah, also the desert sucks. So <laughs> it's whatever. The desert really sucks in Uncharted three. Yeah, but um, I yeah. don't know how that's gonna be. I I I'm keeping an open mind. Basically, that's what I'm trying to say. I don't know. Mark Wahlberg isn't known for picking good projects. <laughs> What? No. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> Dude, I want to I want a remake of National Treasure with Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> Absolutely. Be, that's what we're getting. That's uncharted. That's literally uncharted. <laughs> no. What? No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of what we're getting. Um yeah, no. So I don't know how that's gonna be. I think it could, it could either be a very very fun action movie or another video game adaptation. Yeah, um, literally. Speaking so, of video game adaptations, yeah, I saw the I Sonic trailer, the Sonic Two trailer, before Jackass Forever today. Um, hearing Idris Elba as Knuckles is one of the best things I've ever heard. <laughs> it's just so. Oh, I forgot good. about that. <laughs> that was pretty good. good um yeah yeah and then the batman comes no i think out so anyway 
Yeah, Batman, I think it's week after. And then we're also probably seeing Moonfall for real this time, uh, next week. God. So. Roland Emmerich, oh, what have you done? forward to that. Roland. <laughs> oh, apparently it's exactly what I want it to be. <laughs> yes. 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 All right. I am so pumped. Thanks for okay. listening, y'all. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening. Tune in next time. Let the funky music play out. <laughs> Thank you.